Hello, hello listeners. Every week you're accustomed to hearing from my fantasy football opponent. That's still going to happen, I assure you. You'll see that episode drop Wednesday, Thursday at the latest. Um, I may have lost again this week, uh, but uh, we're hoping we can stop the tallying of points sometime around 3.30 Sunday. Uh, I've made that case to the commissioner, and uh, we'll hear back shortly. Um, it's clear to my team that... Um, if you only count the points that I scored, that uh, I easily win. So um, we'll see that decision come through, but I think it's pretty clear that we were the winning team this weekend. Um, in the meantime, I thought it was long overdue to post a conversation I had with my two good friends, Ben and Brad. Uh, this was recorded mid-October, uh, but I think the topic is as salient as ever. Um, so without further ado, listen in, enjoy, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll check back in on Wednesday and Thursday. Take care. Welcome into the Talking Shop Football Pod. We're going to try something a little different this week. So, invited onto the pod today, I have Ben Bowen and Brad Noel. Um, we have a Vikings fan and we have a Lions fan. I myself is a Giants fan. All of our franchises are really suffering right now. So, I thought we'd have a bit of a therapy session today for the three of us and uh, just see if we can work out what's going on. Boys, how are we doing? Doing good. It's a good idea. Thanks for having us on, Matthew. Um, I, I think collectively as a group, um, we might have some of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, but Brad has the most I would, hard I would actually like to uh, just comment right there and say you guys have the worst teams in the NFL. <laughs> My team is just hit a speed bump. But in reality, we're the best <laughs> team in the NFL. So, yeah. So as we're sitting here today, we have two wins between the three of us um <laughs> and you uh, and you have none of them bradley minnesota yeah, we have one very very lions like loss by minnesota i must add with a lead a lead late uh i mean i i just couldn't believe it uh yeah i, I mean I, I would also argue that that is also very minnesota like you know to build up your hopes and then you know dash them at the last possible second <laughs> in the worst possible way um, that said, I do think that uh, the move was a good move. Going for it, fourth down. No I think question. Statistically, you make that move, and then on the following drive, there are two fourth and what tens, or you know, fourth and a significant amount of yards that we couldn't stop. So that's on. You know, I I hate on Kirk Cousins a lot, but he did a he did an okay job, and uh, Mattinson stepped it up. I don't know why he didn't, you know, see that gaping hole on that fourth and inches, but uh, the rest of the team is just kind of like, what are you doing? But there's two fourth down plays, I think. And, and sorry, Matt, to, to drive us off topic here, but I think Please. we should drive straight in, straight into a Vikings loss, Please. which is one of my favorite things to see in sports. Um, the, the fourth down stop obviously kills you, but you get Russell Wilson. And he's got the ball back with a minute and one timeout left. You get him in the fourth and 10. Matt Kaff makes that incredible catch. And then you got him fourth and goal. I think they're on the six, maybe the seven. And Matt Kaff does it to you again. The guy might be an unstoppable force. In the yeah, I think he's, uh, I mean, you know, a great segue into the, the Lions here. I think DK Metcalf is future Megatron. I mean, the guy is, uh, the guy is a freak of nature, right? How tall, how big is he? I, I don't, I, I remember watching the Combine. Just being and watching him go and meet Pete Carroll shirtless, 
you yeah. know, and he was just, shirt off. That's right. Yeah. He just, uh, I would do that too. Dude is like someone straight out of like the mountain out of Game of Thrones or something. I mean, just abs- absolutely a, a force of nature. A very efficient yeah. sales pitch from Medcalf to show up with his shirt off. <laughs> he is a horse. So we could talk I mean, about how bad our teams are this year for days, but uh, just to zoom out a little bit and just look at our franchise history. So we start with the uh, the Vikings. Um, they've won zero Super Bowls. They went to four, all in the 70s. Their greatest yeah. moment in franchise history, as far as I can tell, was the Minnesota Miracle. So yeah. dig, sideline catch, breaks the tackle, touchdown, unbelievable. They lose the next week, 38-7 to to the Eagles. For the record, I still um, watch the highlight videos of the Minnesota Miracle weekly. Every time I get kind of down with myself, if I want to put a smile <laughs> on my face, I just rewatch the the fan videos of that, especially the New Orleans reaction fan reaction videos. Those are watching their dreams be crushed. It's just and then <laughs> and then the Lions, ninety one seasons, zero Super Bowl appearances, zero Super Bowl wins. Greatest moment in franchise history I could tell was Barry Sanders in 1997 when he rushed 355 times for over 2,000 yards and 11 touchdowns. So my first question to you guys, is it better to have won and lost or never won at all? The, the <laughs> former. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's even close, but, um, you know, we've had some devastating playoff appearances too, right? Um the Lions uh, faced the Cowboys. I think it was uh, in, in 2014. I, I could be wrong on this, but, um, you know, we had a pass interference. This was the first time I've ever seen this, where a pass interference flag, we're playing the Cowboys late in the game. If we get a first down, it's all but over. And a pass interference flag is actually thrown, and the <laughs> refs get together, and they say, okay, pass interference defense on the Cowboys is face guarding them. Then they get they regroup, they come back together <laughs> and they say, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got a call from Goodell Jerry and Jerry Jones. Jones and this can't happen. They pick up the flag. They say, actually, there's no pass interference. This could be one of the most devastating losses of all time, but I think to have never won at all is the most painful. I mean, how much more can I endure? I, I'm a Bills fan now almost. I can't do this anymore. I want Stafford to go somewhere where he can flourish and be happy with his big family that he's got. I mean, I don't care where it is, but I'll follow this guy blindly into the light because he's a superstar and the rest of the team is terrible. So do you know the last time the Lions won the NFC North? Yeah, probably in the mid-90s. 1993. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that sounds right there's only four teams in that division then. I, yeah it's a tough one though you know you got Brett Favre and then you got Aaron Rodgers we we, you know let's not forget the late guy. the late 90s Randy Moss Dante Culpepper seasons of us Vikings you oh, know yeah. also also heartbreak but you know also Brett Favre slipped his way in there late in the game yeah mm. you know he seems to have a, a tendency to just like slip right in there is this PG-13, the pod? I was going to make a pick joke from Brett Favre, but it's too late now. <laughs> For both of you guys, question on Aaron Rodgers. Is he the greatest quarterback of all time? Wait, what? Say that again? Sorry, I didn't hear you. 
Dylan said I should throw that in there to piss you guys off. Is he a great quarterback or the greatest quarterback, Aaron Rodgers? Love to take your take. Oh, uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is first of all. Let's let's start with his uh, family life. You know, you have a quality family guy like Matt Stafford. Okay, he has a big family. He cares about the people around him. You have Kirk Cousins who like gives like Bible verses in like the huddle, and then you have. And, you know, Nick Foles is probably a good guy. Mitch Trubisky is probably a good guy. Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers. This guy is the devil incarnate. He has disowned his entire family for no reason other than the fact that he's an the fam- The family stuff is less concerning to me. I, whatever you do on the field is how, I, is how I'm going to judge you. And what he's doing this year right now is he, the boy's on a mission, right? Yeah, I mean, he looks like he wants to win a Super Bowl badly and then hang him up. He is sharper than I've ever seen him. Um, he's more elusive and he's smarter, too. He's got the best hard count in the game, and I don't think we can discount his greatness. Is he the greatest of all time? Absolutely not. Is he in the conversation? Maybe. But right now, this year, I would not count out this count out the Packers to obliterate the NFC North and beyond. I just wouldn't well, well, with they, zero weapons. We could have Brad Russell out there playing. Well, they might. I mean, I'd the be, ball I'd would be, stick to his hands. I'd be a great tight end, but I mean, the Packers—they're playing good football. But I think it's a little bit much to say they are. You know, three other four wins are against the Vikings, the Lions, and the Falcons. Again, two wins between all three of those teams. They got a nice win against uh, uh, New Orleans, which is great. But, you know, I think they're missing pieces. But, I mean, come on. Like, I think it's a little bit early to talk about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers against the decimated secondary of the Vikings, the the disaster that is the Falcons, and then, you know – the Lions. I mean, I get it. I get that. But we're a quarter away through the season, and you can usually tell which way Aaron Rodgers is trending. And right now, that trend seems to be directly upward. He does seem to have a little bit more talent around him. Like they've become a little bit more run heavy with like Aaron Aaron Jones and stuff. And like normally, they just solely rely on Aaron Rodgers. And then if his receivers have any drops or anything, like they're screwed. Right? Like they're they're one receiver injury away from being out every year and uh this year they got a little more talent around them yeah they're new, they, uh, they're, they're new. sorry bradley go ahead well i was gonna say that you know they, they had their bye this week and it'll be interesting to see how they respond is uh is adam still out because uh alan lazard who is trending upwards is now out for what like four weeks adam um, lazard, yeah so Devante? i think the okay is he out well he was out the no, last game he's coming back so is he back? So yeah. I mean, if he's back, then he's you know. I mean, Aaron Jones is going to have twenty touchdowns this season. He's going to get his. The, the thing about these guys is it's just next man up for the Packers at this point. He is. I'm telling you what. I'm calling it right now on the pod. Is this week five? He is going to the Super Bowl this year. The Packers are going to the Super Bowl. They are going to beat the Seahawks in the NFC Championship, and they're going to the Super Bowl. And they're going to lose to whatever AFC contender they play, but they're going to the Super Bowl. We're sitting here mid-October. Obviously, there's a lot of variables with COVID and whatnot, so it's early, but I I like the call. I like the aggressive call there. 
I'm a lot disagree. of ball to be played. Who do you like, Bradley, in the NFC right now? Seattle Who? is Seattle is uh, is is going all the way. I don't know how it'll play out. I think San Francisco finds its feet. I think you can't <laughs> count those guys out. Um, I'm counting them out. They're Look out. at the Rams. Look at the Rams. The way they went to the Super Bowl. Like it's the year after Kurtz, right? Like, guys, yeah, I'm gonna so I'm gonna right. go out on a limb and I'm gonna say, you know, I'll see you in the playoffs. All right. The Vikings. You know, Ben, you can uh, <laughs> throw me won. some more money. That brings us into one of my one of my questions here. So what stages of grief are we at? So Bradley is obviously in the denial stage, which is stage one. And I think it's because your team has been good stage so two. Anger is stage one. I'm past that. <laughs> stage two whatever stage you're in you're in denial state. you're in a very early stage i think ben i hear a little bit of acceptance in his voice um I very much know. so so i mean here's the thing that like we need to rebuild both of our franchises the giants and the lions we need to we need to start from like step one well let me ask the host a question here what do you see as the giants future here with and by oh, a little bit, I mean, say, I think uh, he's... Ruby, Ruby, or who is, what's her name? Rosie. Rosie. Yeah. <laughs> let, let surprise guess. Question, Rosie. Unbelievable. Ben, sorry. Why don't, you, why don't you start that up again? I'd like to talk to Rosie for a minute about this. She's the only one that listens and doesn't talk back to me. <laughs> sorry. Did you ask about Daniel Jones? Well, all yeah. I was saying was that I think, I think he's the guy. And if you get some weapons around him, which, you know, Saquon was there and unfortunately everything happened with him and then you, you got some yep. wide out there not not elite but good and eventually something's got to give I think he is a guy though he's not like a he's not going to flame out like a Mitch Trubisky he is a guy that can throw the ball downfield and recognize coverages and stuff like that so I think yep. there's some promising stuff in there for you guys yep. and as long as you have a quarterback that doesn't take sacks like Kirk Cousins takes sacks I yeah. think you've got a chance. If you get the ball out quick, you're fine. Kirk Cousins never learned that lesson, yeah. obviously. I mean, he, he did at Michigan State a little bit when we won the Outback Bowl. I, 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 um, I want to jump in here and defend Kirk Cousins. But I'll just jump in and say the Giants have won four Super Bowls. Uh, three of The last three of them were with Kerry Collins, Eli Manning, and Eli Manning. So we can win without a great quarterback. We, we were always built on his defense. And we've gotten away from that the last few years. Like, we've had – two rookie of the years in the last five years between Saquon and Odell. And that's not what our team, our team is not a team that builds itself on a star player, especially on the offensive side. You know, like we are built on Michael Strahan. We are built on uh, Lawrence Taylor. That is the DNA of the Giants. That's how the Giants win Super Bowls. And we need to get back to our franchise DNA. But sorry, I know Brad wants to get in there on Kirk Cousins. You went back to the Eli Apple the uh peppers those landon collins most, yeah landon collins recently he's great like we need a good dn rush we had one guy that was great and i bought his jersey and everything and then he blew off his hand in a firework accident so like i don't know what to say man we don't talk about that anymore I'm well, going back to the uh not anymore. Going, going back to the to the kirk cousins comment i fully support it i've never liked kirk cousins ever no matter how much i try to you know, delude myself. I think Kirk Cousins for 29 million or 28 million a year or whatever is absolutely outrageous and overrated. So we are, and we're stuck with him for what, another three years or something? So, so much we can't take will, for Trevor Lawrence or anything. Right? Uh, 
that, that you guys built something before then. But I, I, and I and I and I did all the comment that uh, championships are built on uh, defense. All right, we're gonna take a quick thirty second break here to uh, promote Tinked Water. Tinked Water, a delicious, unsweetened flavored water. I want to demonstrate to everyone on your Zoom calls that you spend frivolously and talk about all the plastic waste from water bottles. Why not just drink tap and buy yourself a real lemon for twenty-five cents and squeeze in there all day? And what the fuck is natural flavor? Well, I'll tell you exactly what it is. It contains propylene glycol. Did you guys know that? Which can cause eczema of the face if you have a vitamin D deficiency already. Vitamin D deficiency is, of course, caused by lack of sunlight. Well, that's just perfect because the two people I'm looking at on the Zoom call both have extremely pale faces because we're all in a pandemic stuck at home. So everyone has a vitamin C deficiency. So we need to not drink hint water, I guess is what I'm saying. Hint water. The only thing you're going to get a hint of is cancer. Use promo code Talking Shop to get 15% off. All right, back to the pod. So we have sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Can we can we get a free a free bottle for coming on the show? Because I I don't want cancer. I mean, I am the I am the feature athlete here. So. Oh, that is true. Actually, you ran track at uh, where did you go again? Oregon. All right, let's not forget it. Oh, sorry. I, I couldn't remember. Let's get back on track. All right, we'll play a little bit of trivia next. Um, we could play this. I mean, you guys both seem smart, so how about we do it this way? I'll ask the question. First one I hear to say, to, like, raise their hand, I'll call on, and then you answer. Because otherwise, we're just going to be yelling it out at the same time, okay? Who has the most <laughs> touchdown passes in a rookie season? Oh, man. I'm going to – Deshaun Watson. Uh, nope, Ben. Can you give me a scope of like a decade, a decade scope? Um, sure. The twenty tens. Twenty tens. Um, I am gonna go with Jameis Winston. That's incorrect. Uh, Brad, one more time to answer before we move before you reveal the answer here. Uh yeah, um thinking about transcendent quarterbacks. Uh I think we already listed um, listed them off. You're thinking so. along the wrong phase. Yeah, you. okay, great. So quarterbacks. Uh wasn't Manzel. Uh you know, I can't think beyond like twenty fifteen, definitely wasn't Christian Ponder. Uh older. I don't know. Baker May man uh Baker Mayfield. Got it. Got it. Question number one goes to half a point goes to Brad there because it took a lot of lot of hints. Act appropriately, Brad. All right. Question number two. Who has the most rushing yards in a game in NFL history? Uh, Brad. I don't know the answer. I'm gonna guess Devonta Freeman. That's wrong, Ben. In history? In the history of the NFL, who has the most rushing yards in a single game? Um, I'll even give you the number as a hint. Two hundred and ninety-six. I don't know if that helps. That's a ch- Walter Payton. Wrong, Brad. One more time, you get the half point. Second guess. Why did she get a second uh, guess? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is. I don't know if this is the record though. But uh, you just said the yards. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, two hundred and ninety-six yeah, yards. Yeah, in that's the that's the record. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's the record. But I, I, I knew Adrian Peterson rushed 296. I thought it was like 300 and something. It's good work, well, Bradley. That was my research soulmate. 
No, I think that's right. I mean, that's a lot of yards. The winner of this game, I should have pointed out, gets a uh, case of hit water sent to their house. But we'll move on. Question number three. This is a tough one. I actually wouldn't have – I don't I don't know the answer to this, but I'm not a college football fan, so let's go right into it. The Seahawks are sort of known for this 12th man, but this idea did not originate in Seattle. Which college football team started the tradition of the 12th man? Ben. Texas A&M. Boom. Full point for Ben. One to one. Big guess. How do you know that? I just follow college football. The All, right. 12th man, you know. All right. Next question. What's the smallest stadium in the NFL? Should be Minnesota. Uh, are, you, are, you by, are you talking about like 2020, 2019? By capacity. Current or, smallest stadium in the NFL by capacity. Are the Chargers playing in their new stadium? Yes, they're playing at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California. Okay, so uh, that, that, that was a good answer, stadium. though. It would have been them, yeah. We need to see a hand, though, please. Thank you. <laughs> um, let me give us a 30 seconds to. Perfect. I'm gonna, That's what uh, listeners love. It's just dead air. Brad? Yes, they do. Gonna, they do love dead air. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Jacksonville. That's incorrect. Ben, <sighs> the steal? With the steal, I'm going to go ahead and take – oh, man, this is tough. It's nowhere in the Midwest. Um, I want to say it's out west. I want to say Arizona, maybe. Sorry, that's incorrect as well. Does anyone want another guess for half a point? Let let me go with uh, the new Raiders stadium. Las Vegas. Oh, no, it's huge. Correct. Mm. Ben? That thing is massive. Let's head down oh. to Florida. Getting a Matt's reaction here, maybe. Um, and we're going to go with Tampa Bay. No, I'm sorry. With a capacity of 61,500, this team plays in the NFC North. They play at Soldier Field, the Chicago Bears. Wow, uh, really? The Bears? I didn't know. Surprising. 61,000. I thought some stadiums were at like 40-something, but. It gets loud right, in there, so too. Tied 1-1, one, one, a dead tie right now. Are you guys ready for the final question? We are. Yes. To win a Super Bowl nowadays, it seems like you need a great QB. There's only been two quarterbacks not named Brady, Manning, Roethlisberger, Wilson, Breeze, or Mahomes to win a Super Bowl since the year 2003. Who are they? Could you rename uh, the quarterbacks? Yeah. So Brady, Manning, Roethlisberger, Wilson, Breeze, or Mahomes. Two quarterbacks not named. Uh, we're going to go with Philadelphia, and that's Nick Foles. Yeah, Nick Foles is one of them. Can you get the second one? I'll give you about 10 seconds before we go to Brad. You're going to give me 15. Um, I think it's – who else has a bowl? Who else has a bowl? Um, I think it's time. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. He said Aaron No, Rodgers. I said Rodgers. Sorry, Brad. Uh, is that wrong? For some reason, this name pops out in my head, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. Joe Flacco. That's correct. That is, uh, it? So we have a dead tie. So uh, what do we do now? <laughs> we flip a coin. Uh, we can go back to week three on the pod. I can ask you the trivia question from week three because I okay. unless you guys already listened. I did not. So I, why don't we just do showdown? Right. Frequent listener here, but uh, did not. Catch week three. Long time listener, first time caller. Well, this is the one with Dylan. Yeah. So 
Dylan actually, I think he nailed this one. So I'll give you the question. And yeah, let's just dive right into it. So the Patriots have won six Super Bowls and they've lost five Super Bowls. The record of six Super Bowls is tied with the Steelers. Can you name who the record of five Super Bowl losses is tied with? Ben. Is it Minnesota? It's not Minnesota. No. For the win. Oh, just the four, uh, you idiots. Five so, Super okay, Bowls. this team has lost five Super Bowls. Oh, it's the Buffalo Bills. Sorry, that was out of turn and also incorrect. No, it isn't. There's four. Buffalo Bills only lost four. Ah, uh, man, yeah, five. The same record as the Vikings. Five losses. I have like uh, no idea, but maybe because it's Patriots and Dylan knew it, I'm gonna go with Atlanta Falcons. The answer no. was the Denver Broncos. Unfortunately, um, wow. wait. So both of us get a case of hint water, or we split it, or how does neither, that work? Neither, no one gets a case of hint water. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I I, I get right, it. You, right. you you just want to keep it for yourself, you know? Yeah. Send it to my house. Of course, the host gets it. A couple more things to go through if you guys have time. I don't want to take yeah. up too much of your time. Let's do it. No, no. Come on. All right. Anyone could just dive into this one. It's not trivia. This is just back to the casual conversation. If you guys were commissioner of the NFL, what things would you have done differently to prevent all these failed COVID tests and game postponements? I mean, I, Bradley, I, I, I think the answer is simple here. I think a bubble would have worked. I think a Hawaii bubble would have worked. We've got facilities in Hawaii, um, and we've got a we've got people who want to go to Hawaii, unlike okay. Orlando. But Adam Silver had zero positive tests in the NBA bubble, and I think that just goes to show you that they had it dialed in. Well, so I, I, why not I ship like to, all these NFL teams up to Hawaii? I would like They're to, a little bit bigger, sure. NBA crushed it. I, I, I would like to argue that that point and say. Uh, no, I don't think a bubble would have worked. And I think if you really wanted to have a season, the current protocols, but harsher punishments on teams that um, violate said protocols. So the Tennessee Titans, they should have lost each game. They don't reschedule. Maybe they get one rescheduling. And then after that, they automatically lose that game for that week. And the other team gets an extra bye. And it goes. it just forces players to be – um, you know, careful and follow safety protocols and not go out and risk catching it. I think a bubble, when you look at a 53-man roster, you look at the practice squad, you look at all the personnel, let's just, for mass sake, say 200 people times 32 teams, right? And then you need multiple NFL stadiums for practices and whatnot. And then you need them to keep in, stay in a bubble for like 25 weeks or something like that. It's just. You're, you're, you're fighting against your own point here though, Bradley. They're testing positive because they have so many at, interactions with so many different folks. No, so what we needed let's look to at do, the, the, the key moments where they tested positive with the Raiders and the, uh, the Titans, the two kind of outbreaks, if you will, were because no, they had a, they, they had team functions and people went out and they didn't they weren't responsible and people weren't wearing masks and this is this the is only way to corral everybody is to sit them down in a bubble and mandate that there are no visitors there's no friends there's no family this is your job right now and we can only curtail this by putting you in a bubble like you, you can't just do that for half a year you so can't do that folks. for half a year it's, it's you, <laughs> it doesn't matter do it's your job your job doesn't mean no emotional connection whatsoever for half a year. It sure does. It, it sure does. 
that could the, be the, the, the NBA, to be the NBA showed that you that you can't do that. They only did it for like what, like eight weeks, and even then they let friends and family was, come in when about the, ten weeks when the playoffs like eliminated half the teams. Right, of course, that was beautifully done. Now, the the worst thing you can say here is that these folks are interacting with too many people and that's the problem why not just get them all on a hawaiian island with a football field and just ball out you are you are looking at brad's point i think brad's point is that there's just too many people in the nfl compared to the nba yeah 15x that there were 395 players in the nba bubble the consequence for interaction with somebody that has COVID is a loss for your team a loss for your team ruins your season as the Vikings, well, no, 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 no. It's it's not just interaction with COVID. It's if you interact with COVID and then you, it impacts your team hard enough where you're, you know, where they, where you essentially have to reschedule the game. And if you have to do that, do that twice, they either have to extend the season a week or, you know, you just lose the game. And so in this case, the Tennessee Titans had their initial outbreak. They were told by the NFL to not practice, close the facilities, and then they held unregulated practice that had a sort of a, a, you know, like the second wave outbreak, so to speak, of the Tennessee Titans. So then they had to close it again. And that's why we have, you know, the the second delay. And then, you know, luckily they were able to play on Tuesday, but it's like, look, if the team, if if players want a a season, a, a bubble's not realistic. So if you want the season, you need to be responsible like the rest of us. It's been how many months? And I don't have COVID. You don't have COVID. You can't rely on these guys to stay within a certain boundary if you're letting them go home and then come back to the facility. What Adam Silver said was there will be no transportation. There will be no outside interaction. You guys, if you want to play this year, are stuck in the bubble. And that's what I think the NFL should have done because now we got games popping up on Tuesday. We got games popping up on Thursday. I mean, these are things that I mean, are I you are you complaining game. about football every night of the week? Because that seems like an odd no, I'm not. Have. But at, eventually, the dominoes are going to fall, and we're going to have a game every night of the week because of scheduling conflicts, I and that's that, a problem for the NFL. I think logistically, a bubble wouldn't work. I think if it, if things get bad, I think what you're going to see is a temporary shutdown, just like the NBA for three, four weeks, and then they have a bubble. And then it's a it's much playoff quicker. Bubble, it's like maybe, two yeah. game, two regular games to finish up the season, and then playoff bubble. I know yeah. they've already talked about maybe just doing winning percentages this year versus everyone having to complete sixteen games. Like they do have backup plans, but um, yeah, I think it was a great discussion, guys. I'd love to move on to the next question here. Um, we usually talk fantasy football on the pod. Uh, my mom got into fantasy recently, but she has no no clue what she's doing. So if you could give one piece of advice to brand new fantasy football owners, what would that be? Um, Pick a team that wins. Pick a team that wins consistently. If you've got on a team that wins consistently. Yes. Always, always handcuff your marquee running back with their backup. I like both those pieces of advice. I've been stuck with the Ravens backfield. That hasn't done anything for me. I got J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram. They're both terrible. Well, I I made the mistake of not getting Kareem Hunt, and I had Nick Chubb, and, well, that's a disaster. That would have worked out. 
At this point, if you're in multiple leagues, diversify your portfolio. I had Christian McCaffrey on two teams. That's all I have to, you know, it's trouble. <laughs> yeah, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, a few of those top guys are already uh, – One piece of advice is up. too minimal. I, I have a million pieces of advice. Do the opposite of what I did every year. Number one pick in two leagues. You have McCaffrey, you have McCaffrey twice. I had the number one pick in three leagues, and I went Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey. So well, that's not here. I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> diversify your bonds. Maybe Ezekiel Elliott would have been a nice choice for one of those. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. do you have Mike Davis for the Christian McCaffrey league? Oh, Did not yeah. get him. You gotta listen to Brad's advice. Yep. I know, right? So that would have worked. I picked up uh, – I also had Melvin Gordon, who was doing well, but we knew he, he was going to come back to earth. And just threw up, you know, Philip Lindsay on the on the bench just in case. And then today, Melvin Gordon gets that DUI. So, here we Did are. Did he play and, with the DUI, though? Well, so the NFL probably won't find him, or maybe they find him, like, some money. But the question is, do the Denver Broncos release him? I don't know if it's his first – um, they don't release him. NFL doesn't care. But anyway, I mean, I th- like look at the number of you know first round running backs that are out this year, and look at you know, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon, Cam Akers, um, Austin Eckler. No, you're absolutely you're absolutely right though. It's the it's the younger core. You've got about two year lifespan with one of these running backs. If you're lucky, you get four, but. You know, there's a lot of flashes in the pan. Remember, uh, what was his name? Arian Foster from the Texans had a couple good years, and everybody thought he was going to pop off for a long time. You get these guys, and they've only got a two-year, three-year shelf life. I mean, Le'Veon Bell just got dropped by the Jets. He's 27 years old. Yeah, so Adam Gase is just an idiot. And No question, no question. Le'Veon Bell will have a team. do not have the longevity that uh, they might have used to. So um, you got to factor that in. And maybe the best piece of advice would be these high-ranking rookies. You you pick one of those guys up as a flyer. I mean, uh, Edward Solaire from from Kansas City has been great. Maybe maybe those are the guys. It sounds like your your Lions should probably follow your own advice. I mean, Adrian Peterson getting a lot of touches this year. Yeah, so we run the ball on first and 10, we get a yard. Second and nine, we get a yard. Third and eight, Stafford throws an incomplete pass, and we're punting. It's the most fun <laughs> football to watch I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, my, my favorite part is the post-game show when uh, Patricia is being interviewed, and it's always inevitably some sort of, like, questioning his ability to coach, and his responses are always some variation of, do I tell you how to do your job? Hmm? Do I? <laughs> well, do you understand do you the role of the, of the media? Like, ask questions and uh, it's right. <laughs> Thankfully, he'll be gone soon. So um, yeah. we're going to lose to Jacksonville this weekend, and then he will now be a defensive coordinator for Minnesota, hopefully. Well, this was a pleasure today, guys. I, uh, I really appreciate the therapy session. Now I can tell that there's some franchises that have it worse than the Giants, and that'll help me sleep better at night. Hey, at least a we're not Falcons them. fans. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Maddie. Some words of wisdom as we sign off. 
the struggle of today begets the strength of tomorrow. There we go. There's no future for the Lions, but I love it. <laughs> um, Thanks for having uh, us, Maddie. Oh, it's been a pleasure, guys. This was great. I really want to do this again, maybe in a month or two. Yeah, we're in. We'll talk playoffs from an outsider's perspective. <laughs> Perfect. <Yeah. laughs> Good. Very outside perspective. All, All right. right. Take care, guys. See you, man. Yeah.